InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. The last 20 years have seen significant changes in business and society. Our next guest says one result may be that fewer adults choose to have kids. In other words, a baby bust. With more, we welcome Stuart Friedman to InfoTrack. You're the practice professor of management at the Wharton School, and you are the director of the Wharton Work-Life Integration Project. You're also author of Baby Bust, New Choices for Men and Women in Work and Family. Well, you did a study of Wharton students that led you to some interesting conclusions. Before we get to that, tell us how you came up with the study and what led you to do it in the first place. 26 years ago, I had my first child, and that was a transformative event, as it is for most people, but I had the opportunity to take some of the questions that emerged for me at the moment of meeting my son into the classroom, and the questions I began to ask my students when I returned to my Wharton MBA class were things like, what are we going to do to make the world a safe place for the next generation, not just the next generation of talent, mm-hmm. in terms of cultivating a new generation of people? And what does that mean for you personally as a future business leader? Well, that class session over 26 years ago was a turning point for me because I realized then, in seeing how the students were responding, that they needed help. <laughs> they had many questions of their own. How do I do this? What does this mean for me? And what advice do you have for me, Professor? And of course, I didn't know anything, so I, <laughs> I set out to discover some, some answers to those questions through research and through getting into the field, bringing colleagues into the field to find people who were doing this well, integrating the different parts of their lives. And we began a long-term study of the attitudes and values and hopes and dreams of Wharton students over time, and that began in 1992, and then we have been continuing it. And what were some of the most significant findings from your study? When we compared the class of 1992 to the class of 2012, in 1992 we asked seniors as they were graduating hundreds of questions, and then we did the same thing with the same set of questions to the class of 2012. One of the first things that we noticed was in response to the question, do you plan to have or adopt children? In 1992, 78% said yes. In 2012, only 42% said yes. Hmm. And that became then the focus of our analysis of these data. Why is that? What's changed? How is it different for men and for women? And indeed it is. And perhaps most importantly, what does this mean in terms of what we should do as a society, in our companies, and in our families and for ourselves? How would you say the Wharton student research correlates with the population at large out there? Well, these trends reflect national trends. On the other hand, this is a group of very well-educated and intelligent and ambitious and well-supported people for the most part. And what we discovered is that they are struggling, many of them, to figure out how to integrate the different parts of their lives and in particular how they're going to make a family work. And many of them are opting out of parenthood. So. If it's tough for these folks who have all the opportunity in the world, imagine what it's like for the rest of young America. Obviously, today there are many more working parents, dual-income families. Is that a big factor as far as the choice to not have kids? Absolutely, especially for men. One of the reasons why fewer men are having children is that they anticipate much more work-family conflict 
than the Gen Xers 20 years ago. And that is because, just as you say, they expect that their spouses are going to be fully engaged in their careers. And at the same time, they, the young men, are interested in playing a more active role in domestic life and as fathers. And if you add on to that the fact that the expected number of hours per week that people were planning to work in 1992 was 58 and it was 72 hours per week in 2012, that's 14 hours more per week, you've got a recipe for people concluding that, hmm, maybe I can't do this. We're talking with Stuart Friedman, author of Baby Bust, New Choices for Men and Women in Work and Family. Did you see among the younger graduates a greater pessimism about the future, about their careers? In fact, yes, to the extent that people were aiming lower in terms of hierarchical advancement and how well they were going to do with their salary compared to others. So, indeed, their aspirations are somewhat lower. Hmm. Now, keep in mind that this is the group that started college at the beginning of the Great Recession. Another factor we observed for men was that to the extent that they were saddled with student debt, they were less likely to plan to have kids because of the financial burden. So I would say yes, that they are somewhat more pessimistic about the prospects for advancement and attainment of high career goals. Do you think this might just be a cyclical thing and it might return to the way it used to be or are we into a new norm here? I think this is new and will sustain for a while. Trends for people having children do follow to some degree economic cycles. So as the economy starts to recover, we'll probably see an uptick in people planning to have kids. On the other hand, there have been some social and cultural changes that really do shift the game. And this is where I think we need to focus our attention in terms of public policy and business practice and what individuals can do. And by that I mean the interest that young people have now is in creating new kinds of families that assume and expect both parents engage in their careers at some point. And young men are more likely to understand and believe in a 50-50 deal, not just at work, but at home. The problem is that our social policy and business practices are built around a different model. They're built around a model where you've got a dad going off to work and a mom staying home with the kids. That's just not the reality anymore for so many people. And so the big challenge before us is to create new models of organization and social support like childcare, family medical leave, a longer education calendar for school, both in terms of the day and the year, the kinds of things that parents need to be able to both work and have children cared for. How do you sustain such things as social security and health care systems if you don't have a young base? You really can't. Exactly, which is why this ought to be an urgent national priority, and it wouldn't cost that much to truly overhaul our child care system and to build an education system that provides greater support for working parents by providing more time for kids to be cared for by well-trained and well-compensated professionals and investing more of our social resources in family and medical leave support. I mean, those three things would make a radical difference for many, many people in their being able to say, yeah, I can afford this and I want to do it. 
The book is Baby Bust, New Choices for Men and Women in Work and Family, and the author is Stuart Friedman, who is the Practice Professor of Management at the Wharton School, and he is also Director of the Wharton Work-Life Integration Project. Stuart, we want to thank you so much for joining us today on InfoTrack. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it very much. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.